the Lord just gave it to me, spirit life beyond the veil. Because it's daily living. Yes. In Mm. the spirit realm. Yeah. It's not some mystical mystery that's for some man in the cave. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) That has put himself away as an intercessor. Mm -hmm. It's for each one of us. Yes. Part of our daily life and our daily devotional. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us our dear friend, Rona Sparopoulos, who is the author of the book, The Blood, Entrance into the Supernatural, and she has written another book. And you're going to want to hear about this book, Spirit Life Beyond the Veil. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so glad that you're with us. Before we get started with our guest, Rona Sparopoulos, let us just encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and have a look at our podcast player. You can find other podcasts that we have done and some that we've done with Rona in the past. And you can see what events we have coming up and visit our bookstore, read our blogs, and all the other things that we have out there on our website. So, Rona, we're so glad that you're with us again today. It's just always a delight whenever we can have you with us. Thank you. It's lovely to be here with you again. You were here with us for the school that we just had with uh, Dr. Bruce Allen and his wife, Reshma, and Michael Van Vlyman. And uh, we were so glad that you came and joined us. It was uh, it was really an amazing school, wasn't yes. it? Yes, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was my second time round, and I just could absorb so much more. Mm-hmm. That's how it is with the things of God. It is. You know, you yeah, it sure you, is. You start you start to get into uh, spending time with Him and and focusing on Him, and the more revelation you get the more revelation you get. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. Bruce Allen had something to do with you writing this book. When you were here with us the first time he did his school here, uh, the the School of Supernatural Translation by Faith, he wrote the foreword for this book, this new one, and he said that uh, he found your book in the uh, bookstore in a church in Lancaster, California. And he immediately, it immediately captured his attention because the Lord had spoken to him in the early 1990s and said, there is coming a fresh revelation of the blood for the end times that will transcend all past revelation and understanding of what my blood accomplished. And he was looking for that, for that for years, keeping his eyes open for what the Lord was going to reveal. And when he found your book on the blood, he said, this is it. And he began sharing it with his friends. So then he came here. I told him that, that you were our friend and because I knew that he'd been ordering the books because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd gotten word from the bookstore that yeah. from our bookstore that he'd been ordering 
multiple copies of that book. So I told him that you were our friend, and he said, oh, invite her to come. <laughs> Yeah. So it, yeah, it, that, you, you came on a free scholarship too. <laughs> I know that was wonderful. Yes. So then, then he says, he says in his foreword, he says, the moment I saw her, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, she had more books she had never published, and I encouraged her to do so, as what she had written previously was so profound and touching many lives. So um, he he was blessed and humbled to get to write the forward to your book, but he encouraged you. Then what happened? Tell us about that conversation. Well, you kept saying to me, Dr. Bruce is looking so forward to meeting you. Dr. Bruce is looking so forward to meeting you. Every time we spoke, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh no, you know, he's looking so forward to this. Re- the reality is only going to be a disappointment. I was quite nervous about it. <laughs> oh no. But anyway, um, when I met him, he said to me, the Lord told me you've got more books. Surely you've got more books that you hadn't, haven't published. Well, I had this one book I didn't know what to do with because I'd written it so many years before, 40 years before, actually. And I presented it to Sister Gwen, and she said, you know, this book is ahead of its time. I don't think we need to publish it right now. So I kept it, and every now and then I'd pull it out and read it and thinking, what on earth can I do with this book? But when Dr. Bruce said that, it was like the Holy Spirit hit me in my heart all of a sudden. And it happened in a moment. I just wanted to go home and write. Mm. I've got to get that book and look at it and and rewrite it, you know. (laughs) Yeah, bring it up to date. Yeah, and I couldn't wait to get home. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's a two-day drive to get home to Montana. But when I got home, I just took the book out and I said, I'm locking myself in my room you know, and any friends that phoned, I just handed my uh, phone to my ministry partner and said, answer all my phone calls. I can't talk to anybody for three weeks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Three weeks lock- lockdown. But yeah. did, didn't he say it's time? He did say it's time. And Sister Gwen had said it's before it's time. That's and right. that was 40 years ago. Well, you, you came here 41 years ago. Yeah. Because you came like two weeks before our wedding. <laughs> so I can keep yes, track of yes, how long we've right. known each other. Well, I'd only been here a couple of weeks when I started writing. Wow. And, and how I wrote it was, the Lord was waking me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And saying, write. You know, so I got my devotional book out and just wrote. And I wrote a chapter a night, every night, for 10 nights. He woke me up at 3 a.m. Wow. And I would just write a chapter. But on rereading it, I realized that the the way it was worded, it had to be slightly changed for, for more understanding and mm-hmm. to expand on things. And I, as I was going into more of an explanation as well as writing what rewriting what I'd written, the Lord was giving me more revelation and more revelation. Mm-hmm. So, and Which you weren't probably ready for 40 years ago. Yeah. No. I wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah. yeah. You were still quite a new Christian then. Yeah, I was only saved about four years. Yeah. So God had had more for you. And now I'm interested in how you got this title, Spirit Life Beyond the Veil. What does that mean? Well, the original title was Within the Veil. Mm. Because really from when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Lord had 
continually talk to me about the tabernacle of Moses and being in the Holy of Holies. Mm. And I read a bit and studied a bit on it, but a lot of it was that I needed to live in the place of the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. That was where I had to live. Mm -hmm. And that it was inside me. Yes. It wasn't in some heavenly place that I needed to access. Mm -hmm. It was right inside me, and I had to live in that place. Yes. And so out of that place, I wrote. Beautiful. Mm. All those years ago. Wow. And... It's a place that every believer needs to reconnect with because yes. we're living outside in the holy place mm-hmm. with the veil mm-hmm. between us and the holy, holy of holies. Well, that veil was shred at the mm. crucifixion. That's right. Yes. Totally shred, never to be put together again. Mm-hmm. And so we have free access. We shouldn't be in the outer court or the inner court. We need to be in the holy of holies. Yes. And so that book was within the veil because God was giving me secrets from within the veil. I'd seen a few books that had that title, so I knew that title wasn't right for now. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend said to me, oh, it needs to be beyond the veil. And all of a sudden, as she said that, the Lord just gave it to me, spirit life beyond the veil. Because it's yes. daily living Yes, in the spirit realm. Yeah. It's not some mystical mystery that's for some man in the cave. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that has put himself away as an intercessor. Mm-hmm. It's for each one of us. Yes. Part of our daily life and our daily devotional. It's true. Well, uh, as you're saying that, I'm reminded of the scripture where Paul, the Apostle Paul says, Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy yeah. Spirit? Yeah. And that word temple, now you're Greek, so you can tell us. I think it's naos or something like naos. that. Naos. So yeah. it's my understanding from what I've read about what that word means that it actually means holy of holies. It mm-hmm. does. And what I really loved about, because, you know, obviously I've been to those sites, some of those sites in Greece, what they always used to say is that the temples used to be elaborate outside mm-hmm. and very simple inside. Well, our outside is simple, but our insides are full of the mysteries of God. Beautiful. Our inside mm-hmm. is the temple that the Lord has decorated Beautiful. with his presence, mm-hmm. with the seven spirits of God, Yes. with everything that we need, with the, with the burning fire, with the place of the altar, with the manna that comes from heaven that he gives us every day. So... You know, it's it's opposite to what they those ancients believe that you decorate the outside of the temple, mm-hmm. and the inside simple. We are simple on the outside, but inside us there's such a wealth of everything of God. Yes, we just have to go in there and reach it and ask Him to unravel it to us. Yes, yes. Well, remember that uh, Paul also said that uh, I think it's in Colossians that in. Uh, in, in Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. bodily uh-huh. So if we have asked Jesus to come and live inside of us, yeah. we have the fullness of God in us. It's, we have the fullness. It, we, we have, we have what, like we just, we get salvation. We have that experience of salvation. We get the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And, and it just, it 
it's like it multiplies at that point, and we begin to get just a glimmer, like a seed form of what's available to us. That's right. And then he's expecting us to walk with him and open up the whole thing. Well, that's that scripture where he wraps himself in light. Yes, uh, Psalm 104, verse 2. I've got it here in the Amplified. You are the one who covers yourself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain or a tent. He covers himself with light. Mm-hmm. And he's made us in his image. And he's made us in his image and he dwells in us. Yes. That incredible creative light is inside us, just waiting for us to release it. Mm-hmm. And how do we release it? We release it out of our mouths. Because out of our mouths, the spoken word creates. Yes, it does. And when we spend time with the Lord, it's not just time with the Lord. We start to access those things, those mysteries that He's put inside us and hidden inside us. And each of us, you know, so many times people have come to me saying, well, explain this to me and explain that to me from my book. And I'm willing to explain to some extent because... Obviously, I have a revelation. <laughs> yeah. what, when God gave it to me, he gave me some revelation of it. But even more than that, we've each got a portion. And we need to begin to, when we read something and we don't understand it, instead of rushing to somebody to ask, mm-hmm. ask the Lord. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pound on the gates of heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep pounding. Say, God, give me my revelation of this. What does it mean to me? Because each one of us is going to see things a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. And if you receive your own revelation, it's going to expand and explore. It's going to just expand and, and be bigger and bigger and bigger inside you mm-hmm. and create what God wants it to do inside you. Yes. And... You know, when there's an anointing on a book, the revelation is just something to spark something of your own. Exactly. Mm, that's, that's good. That's very true. Yeah. You know, when, when I'm reading, especially a book of this kind of, of meat, this is a meaty book. It's not, it's yeah. not milk. It's not pablum. It's, it's meaty. And when I'm reading a, a, a book that contains revelation like that, it takes me weeks and months sometimes to get through the book because I'll, I'll get stuck in a page. Like I got stuck on page 29 or 22 rather. And, and I just, I underlined, I read just a few paragraphs and then I had to come back the next day and reread the same thing and reread the same thing because I want to get this. Mm-hmm. I want to get yeah. it for myself. I want to get it into me because it's asking a question. I'm just going to read this if it's okay. Um, and, and this is written kind of, this particular part is, is written rather uh, like the Lord is speaking to you. Yeah. So he says, what is the loudest call that beckons you in your life? If you can still the loudest calls, as well as your responses to the calls of your soul, you will follow my light. The question is not, will I lead you into regions of light? The question is, are you following me there? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, yeah. I had to, I had to just stop on that one question. And there's oh, there's so much more on the page. 
so much more. But, you know, are you willing to follow me? I'm willing to take you, he says. Are you willing to follow me? Can we cut ourselves loose from the distractions of life, that outer court stuff, to get into the Holy of Holies to be in communion with him? Because that's really what life, that's what spirit life beyond the veil is about. That is, that is absolutely what spirit life is. Mm -hmm. In communion with him and everything in your life comes out of that communion. Right. Everything. Yes. And walking in the realms of the spirit comes only comes out of that communion because the frequencies of your life and, and everything that's going on around you become still so that you can walk in the place where you're actually tuned into the Holy Spirit. Yes. And yes. as we train ourselves in that, I mean, I wish I could say that I was trained in it, but as we begin to train ourselves in that more and more, that realm becomes our reality. Yes. And uh, that's what I'm reaching for. Mm -hmm. And that's why the schools like the one we just had are mm -hmm. so incredible because they're pointing to that place and how you can get there. Right. And the scriptures that that support it. Right. And um, and it's all about supporting it with scripture. Exactly. So I've tried to load my book with scriptures as Good. well. Good. But um, that is the place we've got to walk in, especially in these times that we're living in. Mm -hmm. Where everything mm -hmm. seems off kilter yes. around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we are the ones that bring it back into kilter. This That's, is the plumb line. Yes. We are the plumb lines of the earth. Mm. We are the plumb lines of the earth. And we're the ones that are going to drop the plumb line wherever we go. Right. When we're mm. walking in that realm of communion mm -hmm. and re just releasing the light. Right. Everywhere we go, we're releasing the light that is in us. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's because the word of God in us is the plumb line in us. Yeah, it really is. You know, you, is. you you if you don't have the Holy Spirit breathing on the word of God, I mean, it's that the word by itself can be um, how does Paul put it? Uh, the the letter kills, but the, the spirit, spirit makes alive. Uh -huh. Yeah. So as you're reading the word, and the spirit makes it alive to you. That becomes part of the plumb line in your life. Amen. It is. Mm -hmm. So your your book talks about uh, the Father's love for you. Can you give us just a little bit of a taste of that? The Father's love, I think, once again, in the time that we're living in, there seem to be so many fatherless people. Mm -hmm. People who, even whose fathers have been absent or have been abusive, everything that a father sh shouldn't be, but... If we can connect to the Father's love and get a revelation of it, mm -hmm. and I believe we really need to get a revelation of it because, you know, when you're born again, you're, you're in Christ, mm -hmm. and Christ is in the Father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we are in the Father, and He is in us. It's true. And yeah. if we keep Him enthroned in our hearts, mm -hmm. go to Him daily and just pour out our worship to Him, Yes, He becomes more and more alive, and we activate our own destinies by, by our worship of the Father. And He pours out His love on us, and that is transforming, Yes, absolutely mm. transforming. Yeah. But He's not only a Father that is going to just love us, pour out His love on us. Sooner or later, 
our destiny is going to be activated and that love is going to carry us through the plan of heaven for our individual lives. Yes. And nothing is going to take us away from it because when we realize how much we're loved by him mm. and when we receive that love and we reciprocate that love, it sparks a reciprocation. Yes. It's not a love that, you know, oh, the Father loves me. It's like, I'm so loved, I'm going to love back. Yes, (laughs) falling in love. Yeah, my love is so, it's not as expansive. It's it's not as um, fragrant as the Father's love. But it's all I have to give. Mm -hmm. And he sparks that love in me and I just pour my love out on him. And that love carries me up and through my destiny and as I'm, Walking in that love and going, and it's taking me through my destiny. Doors of opportunity are just going to open up before me. We don't have to go and make a plan and make a program. Right. And that's one of the things this book is about. Stop making plans and stop making programs and stop planning your own life and stop trying to push things open for yourself. You know, if you're walking in the spirit and the Father's love is. Your heart is filled with the Father's love. Mm-hmm. He will take you where you need to go, connect you with people that are part of your destiny. Yes. Instead of you connecting yourself and just going your own way and thinking you're building this great ministry, when the Lord is saying, I've got something smaller for you maybe, <laughs> but it is going to be, what comes out of it is going to be so eternal. Right. And it's going to affect so many people through the waves of the Spirit, and it all comes out of a place of rest and just being loved by the Father. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, I was listening uh, just this morning, or yesterday morning it was Atian, and one of his messages from like a month ago. And he, and, you know, he mentioned, you know, the greatest of these is love. And because, because there has been such emphasis on faith, you know, faith, faith, oh, you know, mm-hmm. so much is based on faith. Ministries are mm-hmm. based on faith, but not many are based on the level of love that the Father wants. Right. It's like you have to have his level of love, like we're reading here, in order to operate in the way he wants you to operate to make it work. Right. You know. It's because he yeah. is love. If you yeah. don't have love, you're not operating in him. Yeah, and if, if everybody gets full of love, you're not going to have all the arguments True and misunderstandings. <laughs> true, you know, very yeah, true. true. Amen. It's really true. So another point that it, that it says on the back of your book okay. is you uh, you're you're going to get new understanding about how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Tell us about that. You know, it's the training is our daily life and our daily decisions. Very much. That's our training ground, and whatever happens in our life. We need to let the Lord lead us so that we just take the opportunity to die. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Take the decision that will cause that death in us Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit can take over. Yes. It's actually as simple as that. In our daily walk, we just choose the leading of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. rather than the way our flesh prefers to go. Right. And that in itself will train us. Yes. And I remember years ago when the Lord said to me, 
I was actually ministering in Chicago, a meeting in Chicago, and the Lord said to me, my people need to wake up because the dark side is so advanced, they are not even nearly caught up. And he showed me that I needed to make decisions choosing the light instead of darkness in everything I do Mm. and to hear the Holy Spirit before I make decisions. Yes. But just daily little decisions Mm -hmm. to choose the light. And as you choose continually choose the light, transformation starts to take place within me Mm -hmm. as I gradually choose the light in everything I do. And in choosing the light, I'm choosing sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because when I choose to do my own thing and do my own will, gradually my heart becomes hardened Mm -hmm. and I lose my sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so it's a daily life thing. It's not one big grand yeah, it's not like like going to graduate school and then you get a diploma and you've got it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a daily life thing and the, the mm. little decisions are going to lead to the big decisions. Yeah. You'll know what to do in the big decisions because you're going to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and you will choose him yes. over your own will. Yeah, that's so good. It's that in a nutshell, yes. really. And, and it has to do with hearing him too, having to get still enough and quiet enough yeah, so that you quiet your opinion. Yes, and to want to hear him. Mm -hmm. To want to hear him because it's very easy when you want to do your own thing because I have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all? More often than I'd like to say wanting to hear him rather than wanting your own will Mm -hmm. is what makes you sensitive to hear him. Yes. That desire. I remember Siggy always used to preach, you can pray with your mouth, but your desire is your strongest prayer. Wow. Your desire is your strongest prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you want is, is what you're going to get. Um, you know, we had Cameron Yara'i with us recently, and he was talking about how kind the Lord is. When, when we decide to go our own way, he'll just let us. But when 10 miles down the road, 10 years down the road, we discover he really had a better way if we would have let him show yeah. us. Uh, <laughs> but, but he was just kind to let us do our own thing. And, but, he, but then he leads us back to where we can make that decision again and choose his way instead. And, and it's just so much better. It's always better if we do it the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, talk about uh, how to receive direction from the Holy Spirit, or is that kind of what we've just talked about? I think that's a lot of what we've talked about. But, um, you know, there are ways like fasting. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people don't preach fasting anymore, but <laughs> I don't oh. believe that it's old-fashioned. Mm. Oh, no, you know, no. it's very important because we we haven't reached the point where our flesh has died yet. Mm-hmm. And even when writing this book, I found that all of a sudden things that don't normally happen started happening. Yeah. <laughs> Crashing around me. A, a Trying to distract dear, you, right? Yeah. A very dear friend of mine died 
back in Zimbabwe and then there was a crisis in the family that normally doesn't happen. And then there was a crisis with some financial thing going on, a little business that I've got. Then there was another crisis. From beginning to end of writing this book was one crisis, external crisis after the other. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was, you know, I'm, I'm saying to my friend Myrna, when is my life ever like this? It's never like this. Yeah. But all of a sudden, everything was crashing down. Mm -hmm. You know, everything needing my urgent attention. Trying wow. to distract you. Trying to distract me, but... It must be an I important message. <laughs> yeah. It's got to uh -huh. be because, well, the day I finished writing it was the day that everything leveled out hmm. and went peaceful again. <laughs> and I had to choose. Was that, you know, these external things, were they going to get my focus? Yeah. Or was I just going to die to them mm -hmm. and do what the Lord was telling me to do? Because he would, you know, I'd come out of my room and, and hear all of this going on. And um, the Lord would say to me, Go back and write. Wow. Get your focus back on the book. Go back and write. And I had to go back and just push it all out of my mind. Mm. And say, so leave oh, it in your yeah. hands, Lord. Yes. And then just focus back on the book. Cast your cares. I had wow. to really cast my cares on him and just, mm -hmm. he can take care of it better than I can anyway. You it's know? true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. So how would someone get this wonderful new book? Well, I can get it from... The Global Outpouring Bookstore. Yes, we carry it there. Mm -hmm. How else? I have a little website. It's called uh, Books by Rona, all lowercase, dot com. Books by Rona, R-O-N-A, dot com. Okay. That's very simply, and they can also get it on Amazon. Well, that's three options. That's very three good. Three options, yeah. So we're also going to include in our show notes... Uh, a couple of links to some of your ministry here recently. You spoke at our convention uh, back in the summer and um, for our Friday night live worship. So we would uh, we would like our listeners to have another opportunity to hear you speak and um, get get some more of of this goodness that the Lord has been pouring through you. Uh, before we close, I'd like to ask you what should people do if if they haven't got this book in their hands yet and, they, and they're going to want to get this book in their hands uh, but but it, say they just are are getting hungry for the kind of thing that you're talking about this communion with god this intimacy with god this this coming of the uh, revelation of the love of the father and and connecting with the holy spirit and yielding to the holy spirit what can they do today before they put their heads on their pillows what can they do today to begin to focus and, and penetrate into that, uh, to go beyond the veil? I would get some good soaking music, mm. preferably without any words to it. Find your favorite chair in a very quiet spot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get on your own. Sit in your chair. Soak. Have the word in front of you, but don't just read it. Meditate. Meditate on scriptures. Mm -hmm. Just Read until the Lord points out something to you, until it stands out from the Word. And then meditate on that verse and meditate on it and meditate on it. And as you're soaking, just let the meditation of that Word flow over you like water. Mm -hmm. And continually doing that is really going to take you somewhere. 
It's true. In the spirit realm. It's true. Now turn your cell phone off. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, turn your Amen. cell phone off. <laughs> and then what you hear from the Lord, journal it. Journal it. That's how everything started with me writing, was just journaling one sentence, you know, starting with one sentence and just a few things the Lord said to me mm-hmm. just daily as I met with him. Yeah. Yeah. I find, I find lots of times that um, I might hear just a phrase. And if I write down that phrase, then more comes. Yes. And I just want to encourage you, listener, that that if you've not journaled before, write down what you are hearing in your spirit and don't try and judge it at first. Just write it down and then afterwards go back and read it and say, now, does this agree with Scripture? Does this agree with the character of God? If you have any questions about that, if it if maybe maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, ask someone who's been walking with the Lord for a long time to look look it over and and mm-hmm. uh, ask the Lord for discernment, so that you don't get off onto a, a wrong track, because it's important to always discern. But don't be afraid to just write what you hear, because there's all kinds of voices trying to talk to us all the time, like like these distractions. Yeah. But the Lord wants wants you to know his voice. And he wants yes. you to know his heart. Yeah. So, Rona, would you pray for our listeners before we close? Father, we give you thanks for people that are hungry enough to tune into these podcasts and look for something that is going to feed them. And, Father, I pray right now that you would give them direction in their lives that, Father, you would tune in their sensitivity and just show them their pathway to a deeper walk with you. Lord, I thank you that you made each of us unique and that no person is above the other. Mm-hmm. But, Father, all of these things come from you. And as you give things to some people, you're just presenting it to others as a way to get to where you want them to be. So, Father, we're just asking that there would be an anointing on this podcast that would just open up such a place of hunger in the people that listen, that, Lord, they would come into a deep place of communion with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.